His rapping is so hot. MC Yogi, before he was one of the most uh, well-known yoga teachers in North America and an international hip-hop artist, MC Yogi was a juvenile punk who was kicked out of three schools. I got him beat. I, I got four. The only thing different between you and him is he <laughs> can one rap. School. Yeah, and he can rap. Uh, sent to live at a group home for at-risk youth. Uh, arrested for vandalism, caught up in a world of drugs, chaos, and carelessness. At 18, fate brought him to his first yoga class. After discovering yoga, MC Yogi devoted himself to the practice from traveling to India to study with gurus to living and learning with many American yoga masters. Uh, MC Yogi soaked in the knowledge that would revolutionize his entire life and put him on the path to healing, wholeness, and peace. Through Technicolor stories... Mm. Of graffiti and guns, mystics and musicians, love, loss, and finding a soul's purpose, MC Yogi's journey is saturated in spiritual wisdom, illuminating the potential for transformation within us all. That's pretty. I like that bio. That's pretty good. Yeah. I need to come up with something like that. Yeah. MCYogi.com, that's where you go. And he's on the line from, I don't know, where are you, man? Where do you live? Where's your hood? I'm in California, Bay Area. Of course you are. Going back to Cali. To Cali. Um, listen, I went to your gig in Toronto what, a couple of years ago, whatever, and I, first of all, it was awkward because I'm an <laughs> awkward human being, and this was filled with yoga people who were in great shape. And Drew, you look, you look great in yoga pants. Stop man. it. <laughs> stop it. Because two thongs still don't make it right. Um, and I, and I don't, I'm not, I like, I'm not a very court. I'm just an awkward white guy. And you, you rock, rock the room. I mean, you had the whole room bouncing one way and then bouncing another way. And there was, there was legit yoga and there was like wooka stuff. I don't know what you call that with the guy with the, in the back with the dreads. What's his name again? Uh, DJ dreads. He's an international turntable ambassador. Sound curator. That's my man. From he's from Venice Beach, California, and I'm actually going to be linking up with him in about a week. I haven't seen him. He just had a brand new baby, so I'm uh, really excited to reconnect with Dress. Brand new baby, as opposed to one of them used ones that Angelina gets all the time. <laughs> straight, from the, straight from the source. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was actually moved, uh, and I don't mean physically in you know positions and sweat. Although I did all that too, and just, I sweat. I just sweat so much when I do yoga. It's just gross. But I left that thing going. I had, first of all, a couple things. Sorry. I'm just like toot tooting your horn here. This is awkward. It's like a bromance on air. I was moved and I was inspired and I'm a desensitized jerk. And so for for that to happen means something something real was going down. So that was my long way of saying you're the man. Well, it's, it's good to be back in the bro zone layer with you, man. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, I want to talk about uh, a couple of very important things here. Yes, sir. First of all, um, this this Costa Rica thing that you, that you got coming up. Tell our people about that because I think there may be a couple of yoga freaks in the crowd who want to go down. Unless it's sold out already. Is it sold out? It's close to sold out. You know, we, we usually sell out every year and we're right on the cusp of selling out. But it basically, I'll break it down like this. If you love yoga, surfing, relaxing, hammocks, and tacos. It's the perfect thing for you because we go every year, and um, we do have a couple spots left. We're actually going to um, Sri Lanka this year as well on a yoga and surf retreat in a couple months, actually, in April, and uh, we have a few spots open there. 
But all that information is on mcoe.com backslash tour. But we, we like to take people and and to incredible places and, and create like an experience where you can just have the best time you've ever had in your life and really charge up, unplug, disconnect so that you can, you know, reconnect. And uh, I have to say, man, I feel like it's the, it's the best job in the world that I get to share that with people. Nice. And Amanda's going with you? True story? 100%, man. Every time, you know, i got to have my uh, happy wife, happy life. Um, so my, my lady will be with me, and yeah. we're going to be teaching yoga, meditation, relaxation. It's definitely a dream, dream the, retreat. It's sure. at the uh, Pranamar Villas and Yoga Retreat uh, Center, I believe. Healthy food, swim, surf, relax. It's good, man. I like the hammock thing. You had me at hammock. Um, <laughs> so uh, you got to go to mcyogi.com. Check that out. Uh, Costa Rica, that is coming up in March 11th to 18th, I believe. So there's a little uh, um, radio advertising plug for you. Next thing I got to talk about is, um, do you still have a pit bull? You know, my dog of 16 years, he was a rescue dog. We called him Mo, and uh, he passed away in my arms. And uh, I said goodbye to my best friend. And But I could tell you honestly and truly that his spirit runs with me everywhere I go. See, that's not cool, man. I I have a great Pyrenees. He's seven years old, and he uh, he and I are pretty tight. Um, yeah, I know. And by the way, that I meant what I said about you looking good in yoga pants. You do have a great Pyrenees. Uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. You drop the mic. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got to change your meds. You really do. Um, I know. Too much coffee. <laughs> so listen, um, why were you such a rat bag when you were growing up? Seriously. I rebelled against um, every institution known to man, religion, politics, any external thing that told me what to do. I wanted nothing to do with. And, and it was just a part of my growing process. And, you know, I was a graffiti artist. I was a vandal. I ran with a bunch of really crazy kids who were into selling drugs and stealing. And, uh, you know, a lot of them ended up in jail, juvenile hall, some committed suicide, some went off to war. Um, and, uh, you know, I was really one of the lucky ones because I, you know, I stumbled into a, my first yoga class when I was about 17, 18, thanks to my father. And, um, that really literally saved my life. I don't think I'd be here talking to you today if it weren't for that. Cause a lot of my friends didn't make it. So these days, I mean, that's such a long time ago. Cause you're like, what, you know, 57 or something now. I don't know. You've been around a yeah, while. I'm like, I'm, 64. And, uh, <laughs> I still got a full head of hair. Oh, wow. Okay. Another another snap at me. Thanks. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so what I want to know is, you know, that story is so, it's it's part of your journey. It's a huge part of your journey. It was part of the formative stuff, but it's so yesterday. So who who are you now? I mean, I know you share about this in your book, you know, spiritual graffiti and, the, and uh, finding your true path. And it's, 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 it's a big part of your, your story and your journey, but I, I've got so many more questions about the now. And so let me start off with, with this. What's your biggest ego buster these days? Oh, you mean besides being married? <laughs> uh, <laughs> preach, brother. Oh, man. You're on fire today. Just on fire. Yes, aside from being I mean, married. You know, I've been, um, I've had the good fortune and blessing of, um, <laughs> one, just being married to an incredible woman who's, who's not only my best friend, but she's my teacher and 
I'm so inspired by her. And, uh, we've had a yoga studio here in Northern California, right on Highway 1 in a small town called Point Reyes for about 17 years now. And we've been teaching local community classes here for you know almost 20 years. And, and there's nothing more humbling and grounding than showing up to class every day. And, you know, you have people come to class who are in their 70s and their 80s. I've had, uh, I could tell you some crazy stories, Drew, and some of them are in the book. But um, I've seen it all in a yoga class. I've smelt it all. <laughs> I've seen it all. Um, yeah, there's I'm... one. There's one. One story particular in the book that that's really kind of, you know, you have to you had to be there to believe it. But uh, I was teaching a class and everybody was in tree pose, so they were balancing on one leg. And I see this flash of light over in the corner of the room, and I look over, and this woman's entire head was on fire. Um, she had frizzy hair and it had gotten too close to the candle that was on the altar and her head had lit into a bright orange flame. And um, I ran over with my yoga blanket and quickly put it out. It was like putting out a forest fire. And um, then I, I said to the class without skipping a beat, I said, okay, everybody switch sides. And to their credit, everyone just switched sides and we kept going with the class. And that woman came up to me afterwards and she's a real sweet lady. But she told me, she said, you know, I've been telling myself all week long, I've been running around like a mad woman, and I've been saying to myself, man, I feel like I'm running around like my head was on fire. <laughs> oh, and lo and behold, she wow. created that. And it was, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I've, I have to say I've seen it all. And it's, it's been an incredible journey so far. Well, my journey into yoga started a couple of years ago. Uh, every year I try to lean into a tribe of people that I've made fun of for most of my life or I'm just completely ignorant about, and usually they're one and the same because if, if I'm ignorant about something, I usually, you know, that's how I deal with it. I make fun of them. Yeah, I know that. And so, and so, that's me. So the yoga, yoga group, the yoga people were like, I mean, come on, that's an easy mark, man. Man buns? Come on. So, uh, so I... Um, I leaned into this community, and man, was I have learned so much, not just as a result of hanging out with the, with the yoga tribe, but, I mean, just even one thing that tied in with something else. You know, it's, it, I look back in hindsight and see how things kind of fell together for me. And and here's here's an interesting example, MC Yogi. I, uh, when I discover things about myself, it usually leads to... to me beating myself up because if I've just discovered something and then I go, oh, dude, oh, you're such a jerk. How could you live like that for so many years? You're such a jerk. And then I beat myself up. But then all of a sudden the um, the Kripalu kids uh, got me into the non-judgmental, compassionate self-awareness stuff. And wow, it's been good. It has been really good. And, and there is something that is diametrically opposed to the ego and it is yoga. Uh, that is one of the best ego busters I've ever encountered in my life. Has just been yoga. Period. Straight up. That's hundred percent, man. I mean, I think that's why I gravitated toward it so strongly is because I'd never really experienced anything in my life. You know, I grew up painting graffiti on freight trains and under overpasses. And when we were growing up, our whole thing was like, you know, you compete to be the best. And it was all about being better than everybody else. And you wanted to have a better style. You wanted to have better clothes, um, you know, better fashion. And, you know, all those things that are running through my head. And when I stumbled into that first yoga class, I realized when I was, you know, there's no one to compete with. You know, it, it's, it's just you're just competing with your own 
sort of uh, limited idea of who you think you are. And as that starts to crumble and dismantle and you start to connect to this deeper presence, this deeper energy underneath the thinking mind, you start to feel bliss for the first time. And I was hooked because it was so demanding. Like I just remember shaking in that first class and sweating and just feeling like, man, there's no way I could do this. And then landing in that final resting pose and just feeling like, oh my God, I didn't know you could feel this way without drugs. Um, and it was just the greatest feeling on earth. And you know, ever since that first class, I just, I can't stop. Um, do you mind just for a second, MCO, can we just talk about, uh, spiritual stuff? Is that, do you mind? <laughs> yeah, man. I think everything is spiritual essentially, right? All right. I want you to listen to this. Have a little listen to this song. You tell me if, if you've learned anything from this song, cause I have. All right. Let's, okay. let's fire this baby up, Tim. Himalayan mountain peaks There lived a beautiful goddess named Parvati Parvati was the wife of the god named Shiva The king of all yogis who destroys all demons Now Shiva loved to practice yoga deep in the forest Far away from the world and all the things that lure us In deep samadhi for weeks and months Practicing detachment completely untouched But whenever Shiva left Parvati stayed home Often feeling sad and all alone So one day she prayed and made a wish For a son who she could have fun and play with The very next morning to her Alright, so this song is, is a song by, by a guy I kind of respect and appreciate Goes by the handle MC Yogi Happens to be on the phone with us at this point in time And I learned more about hindu stuff through listening to your tunes i sure hope it's accurate because i i don't want to be quoting the stuff i've learned from you to, to some real hindu people and then the hindu people look at me and go dude you're whack well you can absolutely uh, spark a conversation because uh you know there's there are certain ashrams in india like on the banks of the, of the ganga the ganges river where um, they don't so I got this message back out of a friend who was traveling over there, and they said they don't play any other album except for your album in this ashram. <laughs> and and so for me, what that that song you just played, I wrote that song when I was 19, and I was really just really deep into my practice and was living kind of like a monk, and uh, my whole life was just like yoga, yoga, yoga. And um, I wrote those songs because that's what I was studying and learning from my teachers, and I kind of wrote those songs, to be honest, as like, you know, I call them like the comic book versions. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm like you, Drew. I got kicked out of a lot of schools. I was a juvenile delinquent. I never turned in any homework. I, at a certain point, I was getting like straight Fs. So for me, when I started falling in love with yoga, I became like a student for the first time. And I just fell in love with the knowledge and the philosophy. And um, I got a hold of these um, Hindu comic books when I was in India. And I started flipping through them, and I, you know, I grew up as a comic book nerd. I probably have about you know two, three thousand comics in my collection, and um, so I started to put out these songs, and they became essentially, you know, what I call the comic book version of the story. Okay, well, um, I'm glad that you are doing the kind of music that that you do, um, because it, 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 look, first of all, it's really stinking good. Uh, number two, I, I said this to you last time you're on the show, it, you know. It's dangerous. Um, 
doing what you do because it could potentially be really cheesy. If you're doing, if you're dropping the the hip hop stuff on top of the yoga stuff and trying, someone trying to make it all, you know, cool. But you, I think you've got to have a real authentic. You've got to have authenticity behind you, uh, going the route that you're going because people can smell, you know, I guess inauthenticity a mile away. I think. Um, so what is what are the things that you 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 actually have to practice in order for you to be as authentic as possible? Because I've just learned this this recently. There is such a thing as inauthentic authenticity, right? Oh, I, I think the, the 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 short answer is meditation. I think that sometimes um, in our culture we get caught up in all the superficial things that are associated with yoga. But really at the core, at the hub, at the center, in the middle of all those practices is you being able to sit with yourself, to be still, and connect with that light that's shining in the center of your life. And the more that you can do that, the more you create a pattern and a pathway into that space so that you can feel that light inside you that connects you to the light inside everything. So the word yoga, really what it means is is unity Hmm. and harmony and balance and connection. Do you... And so... Hold on, no, no, I'm just, I'm all over the place with you, man. Do you do you think there? What are, what are your spiritual beliefs? Are you or do you have any labels that you're comfortable putting on yourself? Or are you just one of those? I believe everything all the time. Kumbaya, incense burning stuff. Well, I grew up as I grew up as uh, as a Catholic, and I went through all the rites and rituals of you know becoming a Catholic from baptism to confirmation, and then I started to study Hinduism and Buddhist philosophy. Um, but at the end of the day, really, the only label I'm really comfortable with is I'm a human being, and um, essentially I'm an artist. And I'm an artist who's on this this journey of self-discovery, and I get inspired and glean a lot of sort of wisdom and knowledge from different traditions, but I don't really feel comfortable hardening myself into one label because... Okay. Yeah. Um, I think there's a saying, my friend Michael Franti has a saying that God is bigger than, than any one religion. Yeah. Um, you oh. know, so I, I think the, the, the end of the day, the, the final answer is, um, you know, like Ziggy Marley says, love is my religion. And the more kind and compassionate I can be and the more I can help and benefit others, whether it's through my music or my yoga classes, meditation, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like if I'm contributing to making the world a better place, then I'm on purpose. But have you ever encountered some kind of interesting supernaturally kind of stuff i mean aside from women's hair catching on fire during your yoga class uh have you ever encountered whether it be something supernaturally unexplainable whether it's something something um uh good quote unquote or something evil quote unquote have you ever experienced anything supernatural that has made you go whoa there has got to be more to life than what i can see touch and smell and hear Yes, that I've experienced a lot of incredible things through my practices, and one of the things that I am experiencing right now is 730 trillion cells humming and vibrating inside me, making it possible for me to exist, and just the perfect balance of the elements which makes it possible for us to be living on this earth as we turn around this ball of fire shining in the center of our solar system. And so depending on your perspective and your perception, Life is a miracle. Life is amazing. Life is awe-inspiring. And if we're just living on the surface of life, then we get caught up in all the mundane sort of clutter and chatter 
all the stuff that happens in our head. But the moment you can break through that and start to breathe again and feel again and, and reconnect, you'll have a supernatural experience of life because life is much greater than the thinking mind can ever really comprehend. It's, you know, and, and I think it all, for me, the thing that it always boils down to again and again and again is that feeling of love and connection that I have with my friends and my family, you know, with my dog, who I mentioned earlier, like that, that is a supernatural feeling and power. Huh. And uh, the, every time I feel that, you know, it, it's liberating. Ah. That was a deep exhale. I'm not quite sure why I decided to do that so loudly into the microphone. Except, I think it's just... Okay, no, I'll put some descriptor on that. You you do... Um, yeah, I, I, it's the authenticity, I think, that I'm, I'm exhaling about. Uh, I... I, um, I want people to actually, I don't know, follow you. I don't... don't please don't become a... a now, don't follow me. Fo- follow your breath. There yeah, we go. In, yeah, I'm go. not interested in that whole trip. Yeah. I mean, if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's cool. Go for it. But <laughs> you know, in terms of your life path, yeah. You know, I, you know, I've had a lot of great teachers and mentors over the years, but the the reason that made them great was they didn't turn me into a follower. They didn't keep me bound as a student. They actually inspired me to become a teacher. So uh, there's a great. Um, teacher named Guru Mook, who I've had the good fortune of hanging out with once in a while, and she always says, don't die a student. She says, die a teacher. And mm-hmm. um, don't, you know, don't get caught up in the whole cult mentality of following a charismatic person. Like, if you can learn and get some inspiration from them, great. But you have to become your own, you know, your own teacher, essentially. I like and I think that's, you know, that's that's really, for me, what has helped to Keep me on this path. Keep moving forward. That's a good takeaway, man. Don't die student, die teacher. I like that. Well, I actually respect you, and that's weird because I've lost a lot of respect for a lot of people, but um, I I kind of like you. I don't want to get creepy again, but I do. So <laughs> let's just leave it at that. MCYogi.com is the website you want to go to. Uh, MC Yogi is a world-renowned yoga teacher, musician, and author. He's performed and taught yoga everywhere, from headlining festivals and nightclubs to performing in the Forbidden City in China and even in the White House, uh, apparently another Forbidden City these days. When not on the road, MC Yogi and his wife Amanda teach at their home studio, Point Reyes Yoga in Northern California. The website is mcyogi.com, and the book, which is a good read, is Spiritual Graffiti, Finding My True Path. Dude, thank you for coming back on the show again. So good to hang. Drew, I am so grateful that you reached out to me. And, you know, I want to leave you on this note because I think, you know, all the good stuff that happens in this life is, you know, despite us, despite the mind, you know, my tendency is like I got to get out of my own way in order for something really good to happen. And I want to leave you with this quote that I think you'll appreciate is that if you really want to awesome in life, become a conduit, because if you're a conduit, you can do it. Oh, he's so good, huh? He's so been good. on. I'm still tripping over the Pyrenees. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> Dude, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. You take care, man. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Look forward to the next round. All right. MC Yogi on the Drew Marshall Show. Thanks, dude. Take care.